Welcome back to another episode of After Office Hours. I'm Scooter. Join with me again, per usual, is Jake and Noobsy. Or Jamal and Noobsy. I don't know why I always revert right to your real name instead of... Most people do. <laughs> you you know still what? use my real name. You yeah, know what's Michael. really awkward? I don't use your name, and it's really awkward when we're in meetings with, like, new sponsors and stuff. And if I'm bringing up YouTube for whatever reason, like, I brought up the podcast to a sponsor... And I was like, yeah, with, um, it's going to be myself, uh, Jake. And then I go to say noobsy and I was like, fuck, that doesn't sound professional at all. And I was like, and Michael. And I was like, dude, that's weird. I've, n I never say that. Michael Paul Revere. <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not a whole lot of updates this week. I think the past two weeks have been pretty dry, obviously. Oh yeah, I guess I should probably touch on last week, no podcast. Uh, we just all kind of had shit on. So, you know, sometimes we got to bounce the podcast away for a week. Somebody, somebody shit on you, dude? <laughs> what? I don't know what you had going on, but... Yeah, uh, man. Hey, <laughs> what do we do in our that. business time is our business. <laughs> it uh, is after office hours. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so yeah, no episode last week. Um, and then I think this week and then I think next week is the live episode. I think we got to figure a few things out for that. Um, we don't have to figure it out. Cause, uh, yeah, <laughs> you going you going to come in live for me on the beach, dude. Cause yeah. I'm not going to be at that. So, that's the episode. big thing we got to figure out. Cause, uh, we don't know if we're going to have to push the live. Back. Yeah. Maybe it'll be recorded. Maybe it won't be live. We'll see. We'll find out. But, uh, oh man, speaking of esports teams. You guys seen uh, Coca-Cola getting the groove on in esports? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I know that's McDonald's. Dude, gross. Get him out of here, dude. Get, dude. A crisp McDonald's Coke. Dollar drink days in the summer? What? They're a dollar every day in America. Yeah, dude. Oh, weird flex, dude. Fucking poor-ass country, dude. Any size, one dollar. Yeah, Wait, dude, really? A... Every day? Yeah. 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 Damn. We're getting scammed up here in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have an economy here. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't run on beaver tails and <laughs> igloo blocks. We're like not place in boardwalk in Canada's like <laughs> the brown <laughs> Mediterranean. But no, I I've been super impressed with that cuz you know, Coca-Cola when they made their exit from uh Overwatch League I kind of thought that might be one of the things that rubbed them wrong and they kind of just disappeared from esports. Um, I know they still have their hand in a couple of pockets, but I kind of thought that was maybe them, you know, they tried it, was pretty fail, and then they'll just stay where they are. But, uh, you know, what was it? Charlotte, Phoenix, and Guild? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, both signed with Coke this week and not in a event-based, you know, environment. It's purely team sponsorship. I think that's huge. I think it shows Coke is getting more. I, th I think they've got a better understanding of esports and where they want to put their money. They know of, for them, events don't make sense, or at least big events don't make sense. And going for the team sponsorships makes a lot more sense. And I think they're going to get a lot more publicity that way. Especially, I mean, Overwatch gave them a lot of bad publicity. Um, I mean, it's fair to say that, but. I think just they, they're they very strategic about what they're going for. Uh, I mean, Guild is known for their academies and 
CLT is partnering with SPIN, so they're helping students get, you know, college varsity opportunities. So I, I think it makes sense because, you know, they're very focused on the development side. So it feels like from Coke, they really took their time to dive in and see like, okay, let's just not throw our money at something. Let's really see like how we can maximize the sponsorship opportunity. Yeah. And you know, they definitely spent a pretty penny on uh, Overwatch League for sure. A hundred percent. They, I, they definitely did. didn't make money there. Like, yeah. Everyone spent did. a bunch of money and lost it all or yeah. most of it. And I mean, I mean, you guys want to touch on that any further or was that kind of just a quick one? Because I don't think there's much to say about that bar. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, too soon to tell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's about it. I think, I think we'll see a couple more. I think we'll see maybe one more like guild, um, Charlotte Phoenix sized esports org come in. And then I think we'll see Coke drop a really big one, but only one. I think they're going to drop yep. like a really big, like a, like an optic size sponsor. Like um, a G2 optic, something yeah. huge. So I think we'll see that. And then I think that's it. Like, I think they'll chill out for a little bit, see how the, a year in esports goes and then see if they want to continue, you know, what they want to change, who they want to change. Um, and if it's a fail or not, but speaking of fails on the business side of esports, uh, good old face clan. I mean, that was terrible. Let's, down. Let me, let me take a gander at what they're, uh, what are they, what are they sitting at? They rebounded uh, at all? No, they, no, not at all. It was, uh, so when they went IPO or when they went live, um, chart showing that it went live at about $12 12 1250 and then it it just, tanked it tanked bad down. it's it's all the way down to it's down to $9.58 i mean okay. it's down yeah i it's mean down, it's down quite a large quite a large margin and i i think this is probably caught phase off quite a bit and even if they expected after a couple of months for it to return to this sort of state, I think they probably had expected a bit of a spike to begin with instead of a, well, a downfall. Like, well, that's plop. That's, and most IPO offerings kind of plop the first day because it's all the, the bag holders that are like, man, I've been holding phase or I've been holding a stock before because it wasn't like a new stock. It was a ticker change, another company. Right is what owned it so if you knew about it and bought beforehand you could just kind of sell right away and a lot of people did that tank the stock so it happens but um i don't really see anything worth investing into phase anyway i don't think in my opinion i just think it all was just kind of like a check mark of we're public i don't think yeah. there was anything to run behind it like yeah cool it's public people own it but now like the you're not going to get to make the decisions anymore. The public gets to vote with the public. You get at owning shares, you get a percentage vote or whatever. You know, it's like, I don't think they realized. So it's funny you bring that up because I actually wanted to touch on that. And I'm curious. So obviously, like you said, there's probably not much going to happen with it, but I'm curious if that was the play. And I'm curious if they, now this will be like a five head play, but um, like you said, so 
obviously it goes to the public now it goes to the holders and you know if there's a majority holder then they're gonna have a lot of power in what happens do you think that the phase is trying to get a big holder aka some you know somebody in esports maybe even a celebrity that likes esports that's gonna invest purely to have a hold and then it's like hey now we have x is of an investor x celebrity or whatever or x mr moneybags and then they can bring him on as like a hey he was interested in phase already so now we know who's interested let's bring him on as a full-time investor and get him more involved but also let him keep his stocks that i mean that would again i mean i don't know if you've looked at any of the phase clan members but they don't strike me as the type of people that would think that far ahead um just listening to how they talk I, i'm not i don't see any longevity in investing publicly on a team like phase that yes they have teams but that's not that's not what they do anymore like they have teams here and there they have a rocket league team they have you know atlanta phase and they're good teams but they are a content and branding machine they brand with everything they pump merchandise they pump out content they do all of that so it's no longer focused about team like how you can tell optic is optics very focused on teams whereas face clan is just pumping out as much money as they possibly can come up with yeah and so i know we touched on this in the first episode of the podcast and we were kind of all curious and I, I think we're all pretty correct about how it went um but the one big fail that we all didn't see coming and we all kind of chatted about privately was the fact that nick Merckx wasn't there and phase banks wasn't there two of the biggest people of phase two of the most public viewed people of phase and they weren't there and and don't get me wrong i don't blame them either because the thing is behind closed doors we don't know shit so whether they weren't behind the move maybe you know maybe even it came down to it wasn't phase banks that didn't want to do this or something yeah uh, and, and there's all those ifs ands or buts behind the scene but um i don't know it's a little strange because obviously it looks really good if they're there uh even if it was a shit ton of money to fly them out or whatever I don't know. It's just weird them not being there. Yeah, it, it looked a little odd. Phase Banks, especially Nick Merckx, I can, yeah, you know, if I mean, it, phase, with the Apex phase Banks stuff, is but... the, the face of Phase. Yeah, has been for since, since it started. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I mean, yeah, minus minus a year and a half there when we don't have to go into detail oh, yeah. about why he when he went off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, speaking of org failures as well i want to touch on something that's been a huge it's been very local to us in r6 um bit of a fail bit of a pro for some people bit of a con for others dark zero um they've came out recently and have announced that they are rehiring and that's correct rehiring dead bird their graphic or creator designer whatever they're calling them um who previously had done all their skins for in-game for r6 and uh does a lot of their art as well um but he was also found out to be tracing and you know 
uh, infringing the rights on other other people's art, you know, copyright, just purely literally tracing over art to create his own pieces. Um, obviously, when this came public, uh, you know, it outraged all the social media. Um, he did lose his job. Um, but the thing a lot of the community didn't realize was he was still working for these other orgs. He, you know, I know there was a big post on social media showing the skins he, had, he, he has worked on. Um, and I just want to kind of throw the question to you guys that what do you think? Do you think this is a good move by DZ? Do you think, you know, obviously second chances are a thing where, where are your guys heads at? I mean, I, I don't see a reason to bring him back personally. Like what, what do they benefit? Like, yeah, it's just gonna, there's, there's too many graphic designers that can do what he can do. Like I, I could do tracing. But why not go for someone maybe a little more new that's got a really nice creative head on his shoulders? Or her. Like, or her. Don't be misogynist. My, my apologies. But we like, don't do that here. Why, why go back for somebody who's gotten in trouble for tracing? But then on top of that, I do want to say that whole mask thing drove me insane because I don't think that was tracing. Oxygen, does not, just kinda... Oxygen I... does not have a patent for masks. Okay, I got to th- I so I didn't I don't tweet about any of this stuff because mainly I, I like talking about it on podcasts and stuff and in and, and proper discussions. Yeah, Twitter between... it's its own echo chamber. Yeah. You don't put opinions yeah. on Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to throw this opinion up there so badly though because a lot of the high ups in Oxygen or Boston Breach if you know them by that um said that on Twitter and said like, you know, this is blatantly copy. This is our mask and stuff. And I gotta say, if it wasn't what it was, I could maybe be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. But it's a mask with X's for the eyes. You know, you know when Boston Breach announced that was their logo, you know what I thought? Oh, that's G2. They're copying G2. So well, the thing is, is the Deadbird's like personal logo for his own brand has been like a cropped out like two X's for eyes and then like a little triangle pyramid yeah. thing for the mouth. Like it's literally his, the branding he's been using. So and, like, and that's not even a new design. Like that's, yeah, there's that's, masks that have like, been made. Yeah, like that. I, I think you guys were in the chat where I put this, but I was like, Oh, well he copied uh, Boston breach, but Boston breach copied the movie series purge with the neon oh, yeah. masks. Like you can go back and like, everybody gets inspiration from different pieces of art like it's it's very rare that there's an original like yeah everything's being done like yeah i mean but my biggest thing is right i think if you're going to be in a leadership position for an organ you're going to try and put somebody on blast you you got to self-reflect a little first because when when boston breach came out and showed their branding for that i instantly thought of g2 and sure do i think they copied g2 no, but if you're going to purely go off the fact that it's like a mask with X's for eyes, I instantly thought of G2. So I could like, I could go out your, there and say they're G2. They're copying G2. They got to pick their battles because it's like something like that that is so kind of vague could be taken completely differently than like I would understand if it's like a legit art piece that someone did for like a skin and you see a copy with a lot of or even some of an art piece with different assets from something you've seen before that's like oh that's copied but a mask I'm with putting, I'm putting the X's for eyes. Rocket League car 
Hey. <laughs> but I mean, so my my take on the whether he should have been giving us given a second chance or not. I th I think no. Only because he had the chance. He was in a really good position and he got caught. He then continued to deny these accusations and eventually was fully caught and let go of his position. In that point, especially as a creative designer and an artist, you've lost all credibility to whether your shit's legit or not. And I'm sure he knows that. And he knows that this was going to be, you know, a backlash on Twitter when it was announced. I think the biggest problem is DZ. I think DZ should not have taken a second chance. DZ should have found somebody else. Like Jake said, there's a lot of great artists out there, a lot of good creative designers, even creative directors that could have led you in the right position. Um, do I think Deadbird deserved another chance in esports? Yes. Uh, with DZ? No, not a chance. Um, and I think it's a really weird decision from DZ. And, you know, I saw the post. I hate to use this as an example, but uh, you know how DZ was for game days were doing the cool space pictures and stuff? Yep. So they had a really cool art. I completely forget the name, but a really cool artist who was doing those. And uh, that's a prime example of somebody they could have gone with. Somebody that put a lot of work into it. And they made a Twitter post about the fact that they were, you know, DZ was very pushy on the price. And DZ, you know, DZ was... A little it sounds like they were a little hard to work with um so that's a big like question mark for me and secondly it's like it's kind of a fuck you to all these other artists when they're doing really good work stuff that worked really well with the community because can you imagine if dz gets another skin and that space leviathan thing gets put on a gun you know how many people would buy that because it was popular on wow. social media so sick and it's like it, you're it's giving such a cool design yeah, and it's, it's, it's a fuck you, like, this guy who cheated and, you know, cheated off other artists is getting the second chance with the exact yep. same org, even though other people are already putting in hard work for that org. He's just coming back. And I mean, I get it. Like, people do deserve second chances. I just don't think it was with DZ. Not that's with my take. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where I went with it. Like, what, what did they gain from bringing him back? Friendship, probably. <laughs> It's probably about who knows who. It's I can almost I can almost guarantee you it's a. I hate to use this word, but it is probably so true. It's probably favoritism. It's there's probably yeah. friendships behind the scenes that was like, oh, I think it's been long enough. You can come back. <laughs> like, what what would you do if DZ used the space Leviathan design on a weapon in the future? Um, I think it's fine. I mean. Depends how they use it. Like if, if Deadbird just copies it, then <laughs> then like that's if bad. Basically, if he, yeah, like if they basically just nab the work that other guy was doing. I mean, you know, they change a, a couple little. Well, okay. Well, that, but... here, here's the problem though. If they if they just use the original picture and they form it to a gun, that's fine because they did pay for the intellectual property rights yeah, of that. That's fair. So. They, they can do it and they've paid the artist for the work. That's fine. So it is now officially theirs. But I will say if if like Deadbird takes does his own take of it and oh, yeah. for a gun skin, that's, get... that's, well, one, that's just fucking weird because 
come up with your own design but two that's unfair for the artist that originally made it yes they got paid for it and i know i just said like obviously they have intellectual property on it but give them the opportunity to make the skin considering they made the art so i don't know but i mean it it would be scummy but i mean they could do it it just depends how they do it I don't know, very weird things in the R6 community. Um, I, I'm, I'm surprised how much traction the negativity side got because obviously we've all seen in the past that the R6 scene kind of seems to forgive and forget pretty quick. Um, there's a lot of things that happen 100%. that just get swept under the rug after a couple of months. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really surprised and I don't know. Speaking of failed esports stuff, <laughs> I think we're just going fail from fail here. To yeah, be honest. Dude, it's been a, it's been a week of fails a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, gamers eight. I know you guys want to touch on this again. I'm just gonna send it right to you because it is indeed Rocket League. Go ahead. Well, Jake. I, I don't want to say it. it's it's failed entirely. I mean, it's the first time that the Saudi E League has stepped in to try and go abroad outside of their own little niche community within their region um yes they need to market it better like the numbers that they did for that should not be what they were for how big of a tournament it was not yeah not for the event yeah i think anybody in the rocket league community in any way heard about it saw something about it at least but to the casual eye that that was a fail in that sense but i mean it's clear. I think it's clear that they're going to do future events like that. I think the people that did go, um, they spoke very highly of their stay there and how they were, how they were treated. Um, so I could definitely see it coming back. They just need to get those numbers up. Yeah. Like it's funny because you you know you touched on casual fan. I guess that is technically the category I fall under. Um, and I didn't hear the only thing I heard about it. And look, I don't usually go out of my way, so I'm probably like less than casual, but I, I don't normally go out of my way to watch Rocket League, but I'll see things, you know, I'll see events on Twitch and stuff, or even Liquipedia when I'm browsing around on there. The only thing I saw about this event was purely Twitter and people clowning on the fact that nobody knew it was happening or when it was happening yeah. and how it was marketed. That's the only thing I saw. So yeah, that's technically its own marketing, but they didn't plan that. Yeah, no. And, and, and most or, of it was post-event. And another thing, like it was ESL who ran the event and they're one of the biggest tournament organizers in the world. Like you'd think that they'd do a little bit better of a job. The first time I heard about the event was when we talked, when we were prepping stuff for the, was it second episode? Yeah, And we talked so. about Moyes saying they're not going. That was the first time I heard about it was seeing it. I was like, Moist is not going to an event. Who? What event? And then I, then of course, with us being so involved with Rocket League, we were like, how did we not know about this? Like we heard all these teams got invited all of a sudden and then Moist doesn't want to go. And then, oh, this event's in Saudi Arabia. Oh, cool. So I watched a little bit of it and the games were amazing. I mean, that was the first time we had an international champion from not NA or EU. So there's a lot of good Rocket League to watch. It's just no one really knew about it. Do you think I get a, I get an interesting take 
and I, I don't think it does as much because it's kind of like if the teams just didn't qualify in the first place do you think it diminishes uh who won again i saw it on twitter but furia fury do you think it diminishes furia do you think it diminishes furia's win though because of the uh, controversy no, because no? Because you got teams like Complexity, Space Station, FaZe Clan, Falcons, Dignitas, G2. Like, you got huge names at this event. So the fact that Furia won doesn't throw any shade to any of them. Uh, G2 was having a partial roster. Uh, JNAPS, I don't think he was able to go. Something to do with his paperwork. He's Canadian. So they subbed in Mist from Optic. But still, doesn't change the fact that there was huge teams here. Um, yeah, I just want to clarify quick. Obviously, no diss from me either. I didn't even watch it. Just curiosity killed the cat there. Um, but no, yeah, no, that's good to hear, though. That the fact that it was still a competitive the, event. Are, are Canadians not allowed to go to Saudi Arabia? I don't, I think it could have just been someone with visa. It I think, could have been anything with um, whether visa or... I know in Canada we like if you've got um any sort of criminal record it can it can affect you even if it's a tiny thing so we found out uh, one team can't go who's that that was Tokyo Verde they can't go oh no at all no cuz uh SIG is in the armed oh, yeah. forces SIG is in the military so they he's won't in, let he's US armed forces yep so oh, they so won't okay. let him Go to Saudi Arabia. Wow. Politics. Also, kind of just saw this. Uh, Jake, did you know all mid went to the yeah. event? Yeah, no, oh, I that. remember that. I, so I, I've made it clear. I think it was the first episode. I was sure. How do they the qualify? Alex. How do they qualify for that? They won the open qualifier. They beat RLCS teams and <laughs> made it in. They, uh, and see, that's the, the thing is. Head, I can't remember who, but it was it was Rogue, uh, Oxygen, and someone else that they beat to... Uh, like I'm looking, yeah, okay, I'm looking at these qualifiers. These happened in May. Never heard about them. Never yeah, heard no, about. I, I remember I put something in the staff Discord. I was like, Yeah, did, they're, did you guys know about this? <laughs> like, like no one. The thing is, is like teams. There were teams that missed qualifiers. Like they didn't know. Yeah, they. I mean, see, that's when you know it was a real problem. Actually, I just want to clarify yeah. that if teams are missing because of like lack of information that's well did, yeah that's did you hear about the uh issues at the border with uh covid vaccinations oh were players not vaccinated or well they had like different ruling because all of them like most of them i should say were just at the london major so right. they, yeah they were traveling so they had to be have certain vaccinations for that there was somebody that had one that was more than eight months ago, which was okay for them to go to London, but they weren't allowed to go into Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. And ended up more people were unable to get in, and they eventually got them in under certain stuff with the Saudi U League, like figuring a way to get them in. But like they were just held up at the airport, and they were tweeting out at ESL like, "Hey." Like what's going on? Like why can't why can't we get it? Why weren't we made aware of this? And yeah. they're like, uh, could you please like keep this within like the Discord? Like there's a channel for this, and they're like, dude, we've been messaging in that Discord for like two hours now, and you haven't responded. And yeah. it was literally like the guy that was supposed to be figuring that stuff out. 
yeah i mean it's it's weird because i know depending on country well per country um some have accepted vac vaccines as well so a certain list of vaccines are you know green light they're good other countries you know if you don't have one of these three or one of these four nope so it's super weird and i know even some countries are like if you don't have two of the same you're not getting in like i don't know it's a, it's a, it's a huge confusing mess um but going to another fail and also speaking of huge confusing masses uh we're going to talk about halo uh, i know we talked about it last week yeah well, i think it was yeah it was last week the last episode yeah so obviously last week i touched on the fact that teams were getting declined from the halo partnership program and obviously i touched heavily on kcp which again no diss but still man went in but uh, you know i've seen um i actually didn't write down who it was so that's a bit of a fail for me yeah, um, just failures your next topic scooters fails scooters <laughs> yes failed. scooters fails um no so that's it actually i did i did pull it up quick and i'll just want to clarify do, 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 do. awkward pause this right. is a mess dude nope never a mess we just get keep me, going get me out of here dude okay this, this point here all right <laughs> i found it no no no, here, no, 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 no 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 i found it <laughs> um so yeah but speak speaking of the hill partnership program we saw the kcp stuff a couple other orgs announced that they were also declined so they were leaving halo and fully leaving halo at that mm. and uh i think today or yesterday exit have also officially announced they were also declined from the partner program and I don't know how to feel about this. I think it's going to be interesting to see the list of teams that did get in. I'm now certain, like obviously Optic, Phase, all the big names, but I think Halo might be doing the wrong thing here. Yeah, and they're trying to make it exclusive. And I think there needs to be, you know, obviously do your, you know, your approved teams, but there needs to be a qualifier. There needs to be some sort of qualifier to get these other teams in um but pay yeah tier. it's yeah like, it's it's gatekeeping because it's like i think they already shot themselves in the foot with the game itself because if it were to come on there's not really i mean we played it for i mean scooter you and me played it for days in a row yeah because the game was fun ball Yes, oh, yeah, yeah with oddball. Oh, will, dude, I will hunker down with that ball. The game is kills. fun. I I never played it that much growing up, so I I was all for it. And if they would have went right in and just started doing open qualifiers and this and that, I probably would have watched and stayed. But then you didn't hear anything. No new stuff came out for the game. Updates started breaking the game. They tried fixing it. Still, more stuff didn't come out. And then, then they're denying updates. some of the teams. Oh yeah, that one was terrible. Oh, yikes! That that's a yeah, that was a fail on them. It seems so promising at the start but, because how they opened everything up with there being an esports shop. Like, oh, we have these teams yeah. partnered, ready to go on launch. Like, it seems like they had a some sort of plan in place to like get it going early. Because it was yeah. a very highly anticipated game. Like, it's Halo. It's a staple well, PC franchise Halo. of that. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's a staple it was of gaming. I mean, they, I think they just screwed it up. They kind of shot themselves in the foot with the whole game because now no one cares about it. No one, it's too late now. Yeah. You can't offer exclusivity when what you're offering isn't exclusive. Yeah. No one, no one cares. 
you know the biggest pain point too is right like even once once all the partner teams are announced and you know we find out it's the ones we probably expected um i think the tough part is even if there is a challenger league or any form of sorts of organized tier two all these orgs that are left are gone for good the only way they come back is if they get another chance at applying for this partner program because why would they go from having a tier one team to having a tier two team like yeah, none of them are no, going to make them no and, it, and the thing is right all these teams that they dropped even if they capped them they're not going to pay them the same they're not going to say well hey you're tier two now because we're not in the partner program let's give you the same amount of money no of course uh-huh. not i mean one it's not a smart decision from an org to pay if they're not like pay the same as a tier one team even though they're not tier one but all these all these orgs have left and they're gone for good so 343 better have a fucking master plan laid out and obviously we've we've not applied for we don't have a halo team so we don't get to see some of the behind the scenes but it's obviously bad enough that these orgs like xat kcp and all the other big names that have left realize that it's scuffed like fully fully scuffed um i don't know anything you guys want to add because we got another franchise to talk about no i just think they're i don't know i think i think no one's gonna care i mean it's not exclusive anymore don't think anybody yeah, care. care yeah all right so what's the next thing you got what's so, the next franchising thing we got speaking of franchise slash partner programs because i know there's been some debate about that on twitter uh valorant valorant obviously is another one where we're seeing we're seeing a lot of teams get declined and a lot of big orgs dropping out uh some big names that have been declined officially or to, to our knowledge have been um complexity got declined uh, who else you guys know of any others i haven't seen any I haven't seen anything, so I'm. I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. So I know, I know complexity got declined. Hang on, I have the article right here. All right, let's see. So yeah, sources say that, and this is from, um, George Getz, who has been the main guy on Twitter, and he also works for Dot uh, Esports. That's where I've been reading all this stuff. Um, so yeah, sources say Sentinels. TSM, Cloud9, The Guard, Xset, Gen.G, and Version 1 are all the teams that have currently made it to Stage 2. There might be more. That sounds about right. I mean, Sentinels, of course. Cloud9, duh. Version 1 is a lower-level org, but they are all in on Valorant. Like, their Valorant support is huge. Xset makes sense. Uh, Gen G isn't their org from a different country? No, I think they're a bit they, of a weird they, one. I think they started in they, Canada. They're all over. They're all over though. But aren't then, they? yeah, I think they. I think they're a really weird origin. Because I'm pretty TSM, sure they started as TSM. a Canadian. Don't know too much about the guard. I haven't seen them. Probably people are probably gonna flame me because watch them be like a number one org. But uh they are in value. They've definitely made a name for themselves. In, in yeah valorant um, i never heard of them i don't like valorant the bl- the spray sucks <laughs> uh, the blue 
Yeah, Jake, shut up. <laughs> but no, we have seen like complexity and uh Shopify Rebellion both being declined so far. So I think that is the confusing part that it's like they're they haven't quite hit Halo levels, but they're hitting like a lot of these big orgs have been declined. And it's and a lot of these big orgs have dropped their Valorant, you know, departments. And I don't know. I mean I think it might be a little quick to jump the gun dropping these orgs or dropping these teams but this also could just be a play where some of these big big orgs are dropping teams and they know they're gonna buy themselves back in eventually mm -hmm. or yeah jake what were you gonna say while you're muted i was just gonna say noobs he's a hater because he plays valorant like it's call of duty this <laughs> dude's trying to like slide cancel and spray someone around the corner which you can do in neon now by the way you'd be great with neon neon yeah. bro He's he's not a he's not a tactical FPS guy. No, <laughs> nothing tactical going on here. I think on the fly. I can't move slow and 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 bump fire and and play my play my uh, use my little fairy powers. No, I'm just kidding. Which is crazy because like you say you got to go fast, but you're the slowest Rocket League player I know. I'm talking about when it comes to shooters. Okay, so which, here that's why that's why I like Call of Duty. Yeah, that's fair. Segway. Here's the full no sorry, not quite segue I'm yet. I'm just kidding. Uh this is the article I was looking for. Complexity and uh built by gamers are the two that got declined to or at least it's been announced today. So both of those orgs have been declined. And the ones that I said earlier are the ones that are supposedly into round two. Now, if there's a multiple round process, it's gonna be it. If that list of teams of the teams that we know are in round two, and we know at least maybe like two of them are gone it is gonna be a riot on twitter no pun intended <laughs> but i i just don't know why if this is the partner program what what are they trying to accomplish are they trying to have a 10 team franchise league like well see that's the, the confusing program? Because if you need 12 teams, just open up the bidding. You got, what, eight of them right here? Yeah, and I don't know. That's the confusing part. Like, it, I really got to see. Like, obviously, we as, like, public eyes need to wait and see. But what difference is it going to make being a partner or not? Is it going to be like a... Because obviously, that's been the big debate on Twitter. Um, you know, franchising is franchising. But partnership programs are partnership programs. So it's like, if a, if an org doesn't get partner program, what does it mean for them? And we're going to have to see, obviously it's, again, same as Halo. It's obviously pretty bad because a lot of these orgs are fully dropping their teams. Um, I haven't had a chance to read complexity statement because they released a huge brick of text. Um, we'll see. I, that's my big thing. I, I We got to wait and see who gets invited and who doesn't. Um, and I can't read, so you can't <laughs> read it to me. I can't read. Well, I can't. Shut up, corn boy. But speaking of of invites, whether they're earned or not, um, Apex Legends has been kind of in the hot seat this week. Obviously, coming off of ALGS, and then right into this yeah. controversy of um, Nick Merck's team getting invited I'm, to Pro League. I'm gonna go in on it right here. They would be stupid not to invite Nick Merck's. Yeah. 
I think like this is the casual there this is the common case of people that are almost pro at the game getting upset because some guy got in ahead of them it, it's like the the noobs you remember when musty got rl's yeah, tag because he's sub for energy yeah but yeah, he's... sure there, there are players that are better but it, you can't just take away and say he doesn't deserve it i mean he brings so much viewership to that and they in the qualifiers and all the events he, he's played in he's done well enough to warrant being but, able um, to play like with he actually teams. did stuff with them yeah. like and I, you'll see it on Twitter. Like, Nicewig was one of the guys that was really vocal about it. He's like, you're an idiot if you don't think he shouldn't be there. Like, stop whining and get better. Yeah. Like, if you're that's upset the... because you didn't make it in or, like, your favorite team didn't make it in, do something about it. Get better. Sorry about it. Like, Yeah. And the, so I'm fully on your on your take there because with, with Nick Merckx, obviously we all said earlier when we were talking about FaZe, a huge name for FaZe, a huge name in the streaming community, a huge name in Apex community. And I could I could understand the hate and the the anger if Nick Merckx's team were like a bunch of silvers. Yeah, but they're like not. They weren't going very far in qual, but like they're going deep in qualifiers. They were like eight places off the last one for ALGS. Yeah, they're making like, huge runs. They're yeah. all practicing like an actual team. They're playing yeah. all the time. It, it's like, and like you said, Apex will be dumb not to invite them. Yes, it's a little bit of giving them a push, but it's yeah. also they know they're giving eyes. yeah, they're giving Nick Merckx a push because they know Nick Merckx is about to give them a shove. Like <laughs> the viewership's going to go up every time Nick Merckx's team plays, they're going to be watching. Nick Merckx is going to be able to bring watch parties involved. There's going to be way more social media coverage just because of his name. And you know, you can't you can't sit there and say like it's bad, bad for the scene. You know, it's bad for the competitiveness. Yeah. Like, no, you still have I don't even know how many teams are in, but X amount of teams that are actually invited because of their ratings and one tiny piece of the puzzle that is there to make them all look better. Like yeah, it's like a hot take, it, but it builds it all their blur. Yeah. The the only people that I can say are they are okay to be upset with it and I, yeah. you know my number yep. wasn't exact on that but let's say let's stick with it eight teams that did better than him if you are one of those no no only on i teams, only think the top only, one only them like can be upset but even then they gotta sit back use their brain for a second be like okay i get it like be frustrated for a couple days whatever and then get back in the grind getting scrims getting tourneys and get better yeah like, and i agree to the much more extreme out. like i think the only yeah, team that should be best is the, the top, the one, top one yeah because but it's like majority of those people are below nick Merckx. yeah exactly yeah, worse than nick Merckx at the game so yeah it's such a stupid controversy and i think you know yeah sure there's a business involved in it but i think if you can't even see that from an esports fan or a viewer you're incredibly blind and naive. Uh, it's as simple as that. It's a good business decision. It's a great competitive decision. It's a great everything decision. And like, but yeah, so weird controversy there. But, uh, you know, it's a good event. I think we're going to see a lot of big things coming out of Apex in the next couple of months. 
I think the esports skins were the first big hurdle that they needed to join the tiers in. Um, but speaking of esports events, I mean, Noobsy, you want to touch on uh, Call of Duty League? Can't stand Call of Duty Vanguard. Jake, I don't think you really watch any of the games. I I love Call of Duty. Call of Duty was the first game that I started like taking serious. I mean, me and my uh, buddies grew up pub stomping. Like we would play in events, we would do game battles. Like that was the first thing that got me hooked on competing within video games was Call of Duty. So I've always loved the Call of Duty tournaments, championships. And then to see CDL, I got excited and then realized it was being run very poorly. But then I think what made it different was nothing else changed but the crowd. They had an in-person crowd at this New York major. And I think that hyped it up times 10. So knowing that the game is garbage and that I don't like any of the branding because all of the shirts are just copy paste <laughs> of, you know, their colors on a bar and then their name above it. I wish that stuff would change, but I'm so excited for Modern Warfare 2 because I know that game is going to be awesome just based off of <laughs> Modern Warfare 1. So yeah, you, I'm, I'm hyped. You brought up bugs and I got to ask, uh, I, I only really saw it on Twitter, but did you see the thing about 100 Thieves? What about them? Jake, you're muted. You idiot. <laughs> this Corn guy. Was it, was it the ladder bug? Yeah. So yeah. grand finals and he gets completely screwed over by a bug. The like, LA Thieves player did? Yeah. Because I was watching that game. Did you see? Oh, they won. No, they won. So obviously didn't I didn't have lose in the grand finals. It, it, it was whichever team lost. One of their players. Oh, the subliners. Yeah, subliners. It's, it's an animation where when you climb up a ladder, you get, and stuck. you get in a fight and you try and swap guns or like scope it or something, it just like throws your hand up. Yeah. So, like I said, can't stand Vanguard. I think the gameplay is, I think playing the game, it's it's terrible. The The time to kill is off for most guns that you wouldn't expect it. Like for a submachine gun, it's ridiculously fast. Whereas like some of them were echoing. I'm echoing somewhere. I don't hear it. It's Jake. gotta be you then. Jake, it's you. It's, it's you. Yep. Bring your headphones down on the back. <laughs> Jake, how dare you, dude? Corn cowboy. Is that fine though? Yeah. <laughs> but the the game is very buggy it plays weird i i don't like it but watching this watching the major watching the team seeing the stories behind it hearing the fans go crazy when someone pulls off a crazy 1v3 clutch like it gets it gets me hyped for when mono warfare 2 comes out that is supposed to be a better game that's supposed to, the mechanics are cleaner i think i just think it's gonna gonna do really well so, so i'm excited I just pulled it up because I was I was really curious because I thought it was a hundred thieves. So it was. Um, somebody wrote it perfectly here. Call of Duty. A uh, hundred thieves won a major today. Yesterday, this was obviously right after the event. But in one of the maps, um, a glitch slash game bug happened to a hundred thieves player and they couldn't kill the opponent because of it. Died and a hundred thieves lost the map. Oh yeah, I think that was the one they played uh, Atlanta Phase. I think the first time. 
Okay, yeah, it's dude, but yeah, it's crazy that we're still in. So I, I was having this discussion last night, and I will end the podcast on this now because I think it's a really interesting one. It's funny how all these new games come out, and you know, esports keeps growing, and new titles get into esports, but no game will ever be fundamentally mechanically sound as CSGO in the terms I'm talking first person shooters, obviously uh, where, you know, CS has a lot of problems, but nothing when it comes to core gameplay, whereas like bugs like that and stuff cannot happen in esports. Like that's the problem with all these like top tier triple A games. They come out, you know, there's bugs that, you know, maybe it's one in a million, the chance of it happening. But the fact that these bugs exist is crazy to me. Especially yeah, since the a ladder is done. Yeah. It's almost a whole November year. November of last yeah. year? A whole October. year almost. Because they're about to release the next yeah. one in a month or so. Two months. And there's something that tweeted count. about it earlier in the year because it's happening. But it's... Well, yeah. Well, uh, that, that ladder glitch has happened. That happened in yeah. Cold War too. But it's just like... Like, what are we game testing? Yeah, well, and you also got a game test. Why are they not game testing with these pros? Because I get, again, yep. watching these guys, normal players do not move as fast as these players move. So they're gonna they're gonna do reactions of an, an animation that is not gonna be as quick as a casual player. So they need it because I remember back with ghosts. Um, with there was a couple of games back to back where not only did they play test with you know beta testers or whatever but they brought pros in and like did scrims and had them like try to break the game in a server to report bugs and stuff so see i think that's what they do need to do um I, i think the general public's problem with it is it's a dangerous balance when like pros versus like casual players like play test the game um Mm -hmm. because if pros are the like they have to have a healthy balance you know pros testing it during a certain period of time after the original game testers and the game testers get their first hands on it because if they only let pros test it there's going to be this really awkward esports heavy balance which we see in a like every new game that comes out wants to try and be the next esport and all these games like balance towards competitive play. And that's what we saw a lot of people complaining about in Valorant towards the beginning. A lot of things were being nerfed in the eyes of esports and they were like, well, where does it go in, you know, in just comp and casual play, which I agree, but I think in games like Valorant, it's always supposed to be esports heavy, but I don't know. We'll see. I think, I think there's a lot of excitement for the new COD, I think, I mean, we'll see. I hope, I think that'll be the first bug on their checklist because of 100 Thieves, but. Well, yeah, I mean, if they you end up losing the map, like, they came back, and I think I know what game you're talking about, because they came back and won that series and then went on and won in the finals too. But it's like, that's that's a make or break type of bug. Like, in yep. Search of Destroy, that could be the end of your series, not getting that kill. So yeah. it's like, I mean, it ended the map, so it's like, yeah. Luck- luckily, it wasn't the map to end at all. But, but yeah, it could have been. It could that could have been the one thing that 
screwed you up. End of the day, I love Call of Duty. There's a special place in my heart for Call of Duty because I grew up playing that game. So I'm super excited for Modern Warfare 2 and to see what CDL does now that crowds are... That's I think that's the biggest thing is crowds were able to be back. Um, they had more time to kind of talk about the stories of some of the players that had been around, what moves had happened, because it felt like it was the first event in a way. There were still teams qualifying for Call of Duty championships, the world or the finals, essentially. But it was like some of the fans didn't even know that Subliners was put on the event and didn't almost didn't make champs. They had to make this ridiculous. They had to get to the finals to have a shot at making the the championships. Yeah. for coming up in, I think, in L.A. or whatever. But it's like, it gets me excited for Modern Warfare 2 because I remember playing Modern Warfare 1 and the game was polished. The The movement was clean. So I'm excited to have fans. I'm excited to have this game. I just wish they would change the branding because like, it's so terrible. I, I hate it so much. As someone who loves jerseys, have a ton of jerseys behind me from sports or whatever, I love jerseys. But I'm not buying an $80 jersey that just has a red and black bar with Atlanta phase on it. Like that, that's so lame. Give me something cool. Well, well, you don't like simple and effective. No. Cause it's just like, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm it's it, there's, there's a time and place for, yeah, there's a time and place for jerseys like that. Like if you have your, every team has their main Jersey, their blank white away Jersey, and then an alternate. It's how sports works. It's how esports works. So it's just, I don't know. That's the only thing I really don't like about it. Is that one, it costs a shit ton of money to get involved, and two, the branding is terrible. You know so, what else I don't like, though? Long podcasts. No, the fact that we're going to have to end the podcast. I wish we oh. could keep it going, but we are going to have to call it because we're hitting our time limit for the week. Uh, Daddy noobs, you got to go to sleep, bro. Yeah, I'm going to do I'm hitting the sheets. Actually, I'm not hitting the sheets. I'm going yeah. to work, but I've got heavy eyes. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to call it there. And a huge thank you to our sponsors. Raven, React, Compete, Guru, ShakePay, and Zoe. And uh, from all of them, from all of us, thank you guys for watching. And we will be back next Tuesday. We don't know if it's going to be live. Um, we got some conflicting schedules, but we'll try. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. If not, it'll be back to recorded. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode when, when and if there's going to be a live episode. So, uh, yeah, you guys got any closing words or are we just peacing out? Nah, man. Uh I want us to do a Q&A at some point. So if anybody has questions, I mean. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah, if you have any I mean, questions. We need to throw a tweet out for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll throw out a tweet. And we'll also, if you have any questions, put them in the description of this video or any videos for that matter in under the After Office Hours podcast. And uh, we'll see them. I go through the comments all the time. So any comments, leave them there. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace. Later. Yeah.